T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now welcome back into beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris thank you guys so much for listening and watching today we're we're probably going to post this as uh, a podcast eventually i think we're going to be able to save this and then you can just rip the audio and we can post it as a podcast at some point that's the plan that's the plan because i will most likely if you've been exposed to that many people, I wouldn't be shocked if yours comes back positive, even though you're asymptomatic. Uh, yeah. But I will probably be clear in about, I mean, according to Multnomah County, I should be clear in four days as I've been here for six. Um, I have at-home tests that I'm going to test myself each morning from here on out. And once I'm clean, I'm going to cruise to the station and I'll rip this and upload it like a full podcast. Yeah, I mean, if, if it turns out that I don't have it, then I, I should be able to do that in the next day or two. Uh, right. Test comes back, but um, waiting on that. It was the two to three day PCR test, so uh, I was exposed to many people, and uh, by many I mean four, and all in the last week. So, and my girlfriend and her kids all have it right now. So it's uh, not a great situation. I'm very anxious about them, and uh, if I have it, at least I'm asymptomatic. But I don't really. I'm not worried about myself. I'm, I'm worried about them. But um, so in lieu of the first podcast back of the new year, we're going to do this Instagram live video and we are going to do just kind of a quick recap of what we've been doing the last month or so. And then we're going to do a quick beer of the week. I've got one in the fridge that I've uh, I don't have a lot of beer right now, but I've got one in the fridge from Good Friends Pelican that I saw at the grocery mm. store weekend and it's unique and it's really good. And it's a style that I've actually not quite liked in the past, but it is really good. So that'll be my beer of the week as a little, little teaser for that. I'll need uh, uh, my beer of the week. I'll need some help from uh, from y'all out there as I've got uh, some some cool things and some other things. And we'll see. <laughs> You're I just gonna bring a little wine up and just have it, them pick? <laughs> yeah, we'll walk into the kitchen. And oh, fortunately, I clean my house. So as we walk around the house, you, uh, you can see that I'm clean and not uh, living in filth like it was about an hour ago. Well, that's good. When you sit around your house for six days and it feels like there's no end in sight, who cares if there's a bunch of stuff lying around? Absolutely. You just learn to live in it, right? Yeah. I, you obviously know my love for Paul McCartney. And I feel like, I feel like I'm living in band on the run right now at the very beginning 
when he goes, if I ever get out of here, got thought of giving it all away to <laughs> registered charities. All I need is a price to pay if I ever get out of here. That's how I feel yeah. like if I ever get out of here, I'll just gonna donate everything to everyone or burn this apartment down on my way out. I haven't decided yet. Out of the two of us, you are not suited for quarantine life. No, uh, I'm not. You are, you are big on going out and about and having things to do and talking to people. I am probably better. why I have COVID. Yeah, well, maybe. <laughs> I'm better in life because I got a lot of my hobbies are based right here in my home. But um, yeah, I mean, if I'm not allowed to do anything, if I have to just stay in this apartment and not go anywhere, I will go insane. So um, hopefully I don't have it, but we shall see. We shall see. So what have you been doing the last month, Patrick, beer-wise at least? Well, beer-wise, let's see. Um, I went to the uh, MLS Cup final, which was an absolute blast. And uh, I was only drinking Rainiers while I was there. But before the game and after the game, I was at Von Ebert. Um, I probably shouldn't tell people this, but it's my favorite pre-funk spot for Timbers games because – because of 405 right there, it feels like the stadium's really far away, so people don't go there to pre-funk that much. So I always get in, get a table, get some beers, get food if I need, uh, and so I really like that. So I got fortunate enough that I got to go to Von Ebert a couple times. Um, I've seen the boys at Berlick drink. Um, I saw them a couple weeks ago. I think I was on my way to the station to do something. Uh, outside of that, I do, I do want to throw a big shout out to one of my closest friends, Elliot Ford, who's a bartender at Bridgetown Beer House. He put together two four packs of beer for me. I texted him and said, hey, are you working? He said, yeah. I go, can you put two four packs together of some West Coast IPA and a couple lagers and I'll swing by and drop them in the back of the truck and we won't interact and I'll keep the door closed and I wore a mask. And he absolutely nailed it. It wasn't like anything that new or exciting, but I got this Wayfinder Terrifica pills that I'm drinking. I had a heater Allen Hellas yesterday. And then he got me two beers from Ghost Town from Oakland that I've been raving about lately. Uh, and a Citraholic from Beechwood. And a Sticky Hands. And a Cuddle Puddle. And I think that's it. Oh, and... And a Block 15 HBC 630 uh, one-off experimental IPA. I think I tried that one. It's like a silver can, kind of hard to read the label. Yeah, I had a couple of Block 15 beers over the last month. One of them was Experimental Hop, so it was probably that one. Yeah, uh, you went to more breweries than I did because I went to one. Uh, I went. I, I had a lunch with a friend on my week off in December where I went to Deschutes, the classic uh, oh, nice. downtown. Oh, I went. I went to Deschutes. I was downtown, um, my fiancé, as I should announce that right now, um, my fiancé, thank you, thank you, uh, was doing some shopping. Or no, she was seeing a play with her cousin. And so I was doing some shopping, and I needed like a hot second to chill, and I sat at the bar and had myself a red chair, and it was fantastic. I was very, very happy. Very nice. I had some stuff off of their specials. I had a Doppelbach that they made, which was okay, and then I had... Uh... I think I went with two darkers. I think I had like a, a one-off winter beer that they had that I quite liked. By the way, their burgers have gotten smaller since the last time I oh, went. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm sure you're just not bigger. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> but the, the, remember the last time I went, which was years ago, the burgers were like Thirsty Lion-sized burgers, like ah. big, big, giant burgers. And then I, I got a burger this time, and it was like 
hi, I'm a little baby burger. Take a <laughs> You're going to finish three bites. Well, smash burgers are the thing now, so maybe, well, maybe they're going that route. Well, I don't know if they were smash burgers, and it's not – I love smash burgers. They're tasty. It's, but, the you know, they don't all have to be small. You know, if you, if you really <laughs> – and become like a wide little smash burgers like that. Um, I've actually had a pretty mediocre December of beer drinking, to be honest with you. I did treat myself a couple of times and get myself the new Tough Love from Crux, which is my all-time favorite beer, the barrel-aged stout that they do. It's in the, the shimmery purple uh, bottle. And killer, again, two, three years in a row, it's the best beer I, I, I can have. I love it. Absolutely. I'm so, I'm so jealous of you that, that your favorite beer is something like that. Because, like, you know, my favorite beer, say it's Wanderlust or, you know, something like that. For the most part, it's pretty much the same. At least that's what breweries strive for. But I'm so jealous that your favorite beer is a barrel-aged beer that's going to be nuanced and slightly different every single year. And I think that's – it's really cool. I don't – I mean, I, I don't, don't like – Because I can only have it a couple times a year. So Right. I Like, I have my Dark Star Spice Wars vertical going. But I don't, I'm not, like, in love with the beer that I'm like, oh, my God, I got to have this. Uh, so I'm jealous. That, that's cool, dude. I love that beer, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got five of them if you want them. <laughs> um, beyond that, oh, though, actually, I don't know if I do. I have to get this year's. That reminds me. I, I have not to get this year's. I haven't seen it down here. I was, told, I was told by one of you yahoos uh, watching this video right now that they found, uh, I think, a 2017 at John's Marketplace on uh, Powell. And I think they said that there was a, a 20, uh, 2021 there as well. So I'll oh. have to – oh, there you go. It's Taylor. Thank you, Taylor. So I've, I've got to get down there and get it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've gone to market, you know, once a week like I normally do, and I get my beers. I had a very fresh cuddle puddle last week, which was quite tasty. I had one last night, and it was, oh, my God, just boom. I love yeah. that beer so much really really good but generally though i've been kind of disappointed i i had one beer and i i'm actually forgetting the brewery which is probably a good thing not that i would put them on blast on the podcast anyway but um i had a massive d-bomb two weeks ago mm -hmm. a, a diacinol bomb and mm -hmm. it was from a brewery that i liked a lot and it was from a beer that i'd had before and liked and i opened it and was so excited i took a sip and it was just like oh that's bad like, and I was like, is it me or is it the diacinol? So I took a couple of more sips and I was like, okay, it's not, it's, it's the beer. It's really, really rough. Um, I did try a couple of the winter beers that have been out. I got a wreck the halls from full sale, which is the first time I ever Ooh. had that. That was really good. I like that. Oh, one. was it? Man, yeah. I, so I, I've been doing this thing where I've been going through Facebook every day on the memories and basically deleting everything just basically scrubbing the whole thing so I can eventually delete Facebook. And I forgot, funny story, I used to love Wreck the Halls so much. You, like, it's in the Patrick Harris Beer Hall of Fame, okay? Like, of all the beers that, in the X amount of years that I've been drinking beers, the beers that put the most memories on me, Wreck the Halls is one of those. There was a time I just moved to North Portland. I was living on Missouri, right, right on I-5. And I was walking down the street and I was like, oh, I should probably learn my neighborhood. And I stepped into this, I looked at this place and I was like, oh man, they got craft beer for sale. And I walked in the door and the bartender was like, hey, you hungry too? And I was like, there's food here? Oh, <laughs> this is cool. I'll sit down. And that place was Cerveza. And 
I saw they had this old bottle cooler kind of by the office where they put like their new releases now. And yeah. in it, they had 22s of Wreck the Halls because Wreck the Halls came in 22s back then. And I grabbed one and I turned to the bartender, who I'm pretty sure is my good buddy Todd to this day. And I said, hey, man, can I buy a case of this? And he goes, no, we only <laughs> got a case. Some's for everybody else. And that's when I realized, don't be a jerk. <laughs> don't take the entire stock of that. Yeah, yeah. Of that bureau so much. Leave some for the other people. How did it taste? How was it? Was it good? It was good. Uh, you know, I like double IPAs. I know you're not as big into the double IPAs as I am, but I tend well, to. It didn't used to be a double IPA. What did it used to be called? It used to be a winter ale. Oh, so they changed it now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's labeled as a double IPA. Uh, it's good. It's balanced. I liked it. It wasn't like overly sweet or anything. Uh, it was a good balanced IPA. I really enjoyed it. And uh, had a couple other winter beers. Um, Boy. Oh, I had the Sun River uh, winter special, which I forget the name of, but it's in there. Shredhead? Something like that. Yeah. That the, the winter ale. It was good. It was good. Uh, I, if I remember correctly, that was a darker winter ale, not lighter colored ones. Okay. You're a little bit more of like the toffee flavors in it. Um, that was really good. And, uh, you know, I, I've had some good stouts and some good IPAs and stuff, but nothing's really just like stood out to me as being like this incredible beer. It's been... It's been a bit of one of those funks for me the last month and you know, happens. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. Um, you know, the last six days being in this little box, I, you know, I kind of, I've like forgotten everything before that. I know. Uh, yeah. So, but, but I'm trying remembering the last month, there's been a lot going on. <laughs> I do got this, I do got this really fun story that I'll tell, uh, because I haven't talked to anybody other than my fiance in like, and, and you earlier today in days. So I'm like feeling telling stories. Um, I went to the soft opening for Chuckanut, the new Chuckanut tap room, the peanut, which oh, is, yeah. uh, which is on the ground floor and upstairs is uh, day one distributions office and their warehouse next door, friend of the podcast, Robbie Rhoda, uh, owner of day one, who I actually work with. Uh, seven days a week, 365, because he's our distributor at Grains. And so we went there, and I'll, I'll never forget it. It's this funny story. I'm standing there, and this guy who I had met before, and I can't remember his name now, uh, not not important to the story. And he turns to me, because I got it, you know, my beer is pretty much empty. And he turns to me, and he's like, uh, <coughs> excuse me, he turns to me, and he says, Hey, man, what are you getting next? Because we all started with the Kolsch. We walked in. We all got a Kolsch because that's what you do when you're at when you're at Chuckna. And I was like, well, they got a Vienna lager on the board. And that's one of my all-time favorite styles. And I love their Vienna lager. So I'm, I'm probably going to go there. And he looks at me and he goes, yeah, man, I was thinking the same thing. But looking at that alt beer, never turned down a good alt. Mm. And I looked at him like, what would you just call my mama? <laughs> what did you say? I've never heard anyone in my entire life say, never turn down a good alt. I've never heard that either, but um, <coughs> at the alt beer? I, I did not have the alt beer. Well, you. I guess you turned down a bad alt then. That's, that's all you need to say. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, I, I turned down for alt all the time. Um, I actually really liked the alt beer. The alt beer was like the, uh, was like my fun way to... I don't know, drink ambers without drinking ambers. Cause I don't really like ambers. I find them too sweet and too full bodied to where 
the alt beer is perfect because it's less sweet and it's more of a lager body. Um, so I was really, I, I just thought that was really funny. And I've, I've been on Owen uh, at Grains of Wrath and him and I have been laughing about this, that if the boys ever make an alt beer, it's going to be called Never Turn Down. Oh, perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Uh, the other thing that I had the last month was, uh, as my holiday gift, my aunt sent me a box of beer glassware. Now, I don't have the most diverse set of glassware. I have... Ooh. You have got a great diverse set. Uh, I have, like, two... I have one, like, classic pub pint glass that's a Widmer glass. That's, like, my favorite one that I use. It's the... It's, like, what you see at most uh, breweries that you go to. Mm -hmm. I've two of the same size that are like hard rock glasses that I got when I was like 10 years ago. <laughs> um, then I've got a bunch of like smaller ones that are good for smaller beers. So I, I don't have anything special. I don't even have like a snifter for my, my nice beers. It's just all goes into the pint glass. My aunt, as my aunt sent me a box of four glasses. Uh, she surprised me with it. I didn't know what she was getting me. One of them was, uh, it's, a, it's a tulip glass. One of them is an IPA glass, which is the one you guys may have seen it. It's got like the three ridges on the bottom and it's really narrow on the bottom, really wide on the top. Um, yeah, you showed it. You showed it to me and I was like, that's an IPA glass. This is the only IPA glass I know. The Willie Becker. I'll uh, I'll bring a couple of them. I go get the beer of the week uh, so I can show it to the camera. But um, that's the IPA glass. There's a stout glass in there, which is very similar to the IPA. It just doesn't have the ridges on it. And then there was one for American wheat beers, and which I don't drink any of, but it's a glass. Um, Still I got probably a really cool glass. <laughs> uh, and so I texted her and I was like, thank you for the gift. This is really cool. Something I don't have. And, and I, I sent her a picture of a stout I was drinking in the stout glass. And um, she was like, oh, you liked it so much. I'll send you another one. And I was like, you really don't have to do that. I mean, I, how much more cabinet space do I have for all these extra glasses? And she <laughs> didn't have to, but I did. Um, and it was actually a different one. It wasn't the same one. It came with a tulip glass and it came with another IPA glass. So I got two of those. But this one came with a Pilsner glass as well as it, it said a half glass. And it was really tall. And I was saying it in the pre, the little, the pregame of the podcast today, how I can't fit it in my dishwasher at all. So I have to, <laughs> use the, I have to hand wash that one. But yeah, so now I have eight specific unique pieces of glassware to drink beer out of. Some of them are repeats, but uh, it's exciting because I've only ever drank beer out of pint glasses at my, at my house. So that is cool. I mean, I just, I just went through my stuff cause I was like, Oh my God, I got everything. I got snifters. I got this, I got that. I realized half of it's in canvas. Uh, <laughs> and, but some of it is still here. This was my first ever Pilsner glass that I bought from Bowie Very nice. uh, that I, that I absolutely really love. Uh, note to people and to you yourself, Mike, if you've got Pilsner glasses and you're done, like wash them out ASAP because if you need to clean them and you don't have a dishwasher to get down in there is impossible. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. My fiance hates it. She's like, I won't wash that ever again. <laughs> uh, but I do hear have hands though. She's got such little small arms. You're not getting it. You're not getting in that dude. That thing's <laughs> tiny. She also has a dishwasher. Uh, my crowning jewel is is my Orval glass. I have an oh, Orval I've, glass. Yeah, I've got one. I think that was gifted to us, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Did you get one of these? I got one of them, yeah. I love this thing for the one time I drink Orval a year. I love this thing. <laughs> I've got one, yeah. 
Have you had a Norval? Uh, yes. Not in, like, that, not in that glass, but I think I had it with you, didn't I? I feel like you would hate that beer. Wasn't it the reason we got those glasses was, was because we had it? Yeah, maybe. What's the What type of beer is it? Uh, it's like a Belgian, I don't know, man. Orval is like Orval. It just is what it is. Okay. Um, what's the best way to describe it? I'm fortunately sitting here. Is it like front. a, like, wit? It's something? a Trappist. It's a Trappist ale. So, yeah, you're getting this, like, Belgian Schimmerdinger. That's uh, a word. It says, high fermentation beer, aging process adds a fruity note, which strikes a subtle balance between the beer's full-bodied yet complex flavor and bitterness. The beer was first brewed in 1931, and it's unparalleled taste to the quality of its water, the hops, and the yeast used. That's not very descriptive of the flavors, but okay. A Trappist Ale. It's a Trappist Ale. Yeah, yeah. For, for lack of a better term. Cool. Well, do you want to take a quick break and get uh, Beer of the Week, or are you going to have that beer, Beer, Beer of the Week? What, Orval? No, no. Oh. The one... <laughs> I, I, I was like, do I have an Orval in my fridge and I don't know it? Because I would have totally no, grabbed I, it. Why would I know that? <laughs> <laughs> have you been in my fridge lately, Mike? No. no, I'll get something. I got okay. something. I'm gonna. I'll be right back. Uh, I'm gonna go grab the beer of the week and pour it, and then I will also grab a couple of the glasses to show you guys. So, and quick. I will sit. I will sit here and talk to them while you do that. Okay. And cool. then while you talk about glassware, I'll go get new ones. Sounds good. So, hello. Uh, my name's Patrick, and I'm an. I mean, no, sorry, different, different, different meaning. Um, I hope everybody's okay out there. Um, this thing is all kind of crazy. Um, I'm hoping to feel better by tomorrow, so so we'll see. Um, I see Chris there. Thanks, buddy, for uh, filling us in. You are probably my go-to Orval expert. You or Todd Burdett at uh, at Cerevese. You guys are the people that know that beer better than better than anybody. Maybe Brian Cook out at Lombard too. The great legendary Brian Cook. I hope you guys are being safe and all that stuff and. Sport, sporting breweries and stuff. There was a really cool article that New School just posted uh, about things to look forward to in 2022. Um, I gave that a read and I've got a bookmark to reference back to. Let's let's get out there and make sure, you know, we're checking out all the, all, all the new stuff and seeing the new places and tap rooms and breweries and things like that. I'm more of a tap room guy than a brewery guy. Um, so I'm always like, excited when some of those open. And if anybody wants to open a legit bottle shop in Southwest Washington, let me know. I could be very interested in something like that because there's Ben's bottle shop, which is great. It's, you know, it, it's got a ton of cooler doors and all that kind of stuff. But every other place that sells package and craft beer, it's like two to four doors. And I need like another 10 door place. So if you guys are ready, if any of you want to invest in that, you let me know. <laughs> and I might be there with you. Okay, so I brought three glasses with me. <laughs> Here's the guy. <laughs> Sorry. I'm dying. I have COVID. Yes, you do. So here's the idea glass. It's it's like the Ruffles have rid of beer glass. On the box, it said they talked to Dogfish Head and Sierra Nevada make this glass. 
I don't know why they did it. They didn't say what the purpose of it was. They just brought that it was good for IPAs. I don't know if it's actually good or not, but I have it now. Uh, this one is the stout glass, which is very similar. It just doesn't have the ridges and it's a little bit wider on the bottom. I'm going to assume that there's something with like carbonation affected by this because it does have a bit of like a, a jet action of like shooting the bubbles up through the little bottom part here. Um, I don't know. I've had a couple outside of this since I've gotten the glass and to me it doesn't taste any different, but I don't know. It's a fun glass. And then this one, I think this was the wheat beer glass. And then I got two tulips, I got another IPA, and I got a Pilsner glass. Uh, so those are the glasses that I got. But they all kind of have this little, like, pocket. Which is this is the IPA glass, Patrick. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. What is that for? I don't know. I have, I have no idea. Chris is saying there must be nucleation point etched on the bottom. I wasn't listening to the whole thing you were saying. Is there, like, a little uh, symbol or something on the bottom? Uh, I mean, it's the logo of the company that did it. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you that's etched in glass. And what happens, nucleation, is when, when, when the beer hits it, it basically keeps it moving, so it keeps it carbonated longer. That's cool. So, yeah, I mean, all of, all of these have it. This is the wheat beer glass. That's cool. That one, which is what I'm going to use, which is the same as the IPA without the ridges and a little wider. But that's cool yeah if you most breweries you go to if they have the willie becker 20 ounce with the line at 16 ounce almost all of them uh have an etch on the bottom that create nucleation it just makes the beer last longer i did find a snifter ah yes it is my, it is my farmhouse and wild ale festival i used to volunteer at this at cerveza back in the day uh because i don't drink i didn't drink a ton of sour beer at that time to where I like it a lot more now. And so I would always help out Sarah whenever she needed me. And uh, I did this because honestly, it let me get into the, the sour fest for free because I was always worried about spending sour beer is expensive. And I was worried about spending that kind of money uh, for something I didn't really like. So I did find that. Nice. All uh, right. did, did you find your beer of the week? I did. So I found my beer of the week. I had to get a knife out. Uh Oh, I'm very jealous of your beer of the week already if you had to get a knife out. <laughs> well, who knows? I'm here on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. It's been a while. It's been a month. Here is my beer of the week. I saw this on the shelf, and I had not seen it before. It is uh, from our friends at Pelican Brewing, and it is Dark Hearted Blonde. It is a coffee blonde stout. Now, you know me. I don't love coffee and beers, but I do love stouts, and a blonde stout is one that I've tried a couple of times. But uh, it's not something that I've had a lot of. And the couple that I've had have been fine. Nothing special. I will say, this one, I've had two of them so far. The six-pack I bought is really good. Really, really, really tasty. It's a blonde and stout. I'm going to put it in the stout glass, even though it's blonde. So Tell me, tell me, Mike, tell me about that beer. Like, how does it smell? Because you don't see a whole lot of blonde stouts. I feel like we were at culmination, like, three years ago, four years ago. And we tasted like a blonde or a white stout from there. Yeah. But I don't remember. That's like, honestly, the last time I've seen it. When you smell it, if you were colorblind, does all signs point to stout? No, not at all. It smells very coffee. Okay. Because this, this is a coffee stout. But there's like, um, 
there's a really unique smell that doesn't have any sort of stop qualities in it at all. So you'd probably be like, am I smelling a cold brew? You'd probably think you're smelling mm -hmm. a is what you'd think. Interesting. Yeah. So this beer is one that, like, I'm going to sip it again to kind of remind myself of the flavors, but it does coffee perfectly. Cough, too much coffee in beers for me is, is one of the biggest red flags for me in beers. I can't, I love coffee. I can't stand the coffee flavor in beers. This one fits really well because it doesn't overpower it. And I don't know if it's because it's a blonde, uh, a blonde stout or not that maybe the flavors kind of balance it instead of it locking on to the regular dark stout flavors and like amplifying the coffee. It just doesn't really do that. Yeah, I always keep you in mind when I think about coffee. I mean, I almost... I mean, I, I don't drink a ton of dark beer in general, but when I drink dark beer, if it says coffee on it, I'll pass. Yep. And I think a lot of it is because I've been around you so much and we've done this so much that you're right, that coffee flavor, especially as somebody who doesn't drink coffee, although I like the flavor, I like the smell, I just don't drink it, um, that you're right. Any sort of adjunct, like that's what's like vanilla is the same way. You got to be very careful with vanilla, otherwise it'll overpower. But coffee, yeah, you're right. Cherry, too. Cherry can be very overpowering. If, yeah. If you... uh, but, that, yeah, that coffee, if it says it's got coffee added to it, I'm like, eh, I'll pass. I like the coffee nodes from the uh, from the malt, you know, not from actual. Yeah. Actual, yeah. And, Chris, I do remember that coffee Vienna Breakside beer that was barrel-aged. It's called Fourth Wave. That beer is so fire. That beer is so good. Why those yahoos over there don't make more of it is beyond my imagination. I might have some bottles floating around. Fourth Wave was the most amazing thing ever. Um, so the thing with this beer is that my favorite part of it is the back end of the sip. It is so, so addictive because you, cut, you, you take the first sip and you get a little bit of the coffee, but because it's a blonde stout, it's kind of like a really mild mid-palate. Normally with a stout, it's like, you know, people make the joke, you're eating a roast beef sandwich, right? It's like, it's like thick the entire way through. Mm -hmm. um, this is hits you with a little, little coffee flavor. It's really refreshing in the middle. And then it ends with like this, um, with this like coffee, caramely malt backbone that just kind of sits on your palate. And instead of like ending dry or ending, you know, syrupy, it ends with that malt flavor which is very unusual for my palate at least and it's so good like the rest of the beer is, is fine but that that back end of the sip is what makes me love this beer so much and you got it in six pack was it in bottles or cans it's in bottles it's uh can i see it yeah oh yeah just straightforward just like them what's it called dark hearted blonde hearted everything's dark. everything's opposite from my end. yeah sorry dark hearted blonde dark hearted blonde that's cool Let's see, what does it say? I'm going to skip the BS part. You'll be greeted with a full uh, face full of fresh roasted aroma, reminiscent of your morning cup of joe, balanced with hints of floral mountain hops. A lean malt body and roasty dry finish uh, belie the enigmatic gold color. They use Sleepy Monk Coffee from Cannon Beach, which is my favorite mm. coffee. And I've actually been ordering my coffee from them for the last two months and very happy with it. Hey, uh, that's cool. Shout out to them. Yeah, I love Sleepy Monk. Uh, they deliver whole bean, and I've got like a grinder in my coffee maker. And uh, they ship it, and it's a little bit spendier to ship it because, you know, they're, they're shipping it and it's COVID. Sure. But um, they give you, like, the tall bag of beans as opposed to, like, what you see at the supermarket. So it lasts you a little bit longer. I really like it. I'm actually this, 
their dark Guatemalan right now, which is a new one I haven't had before. They've got so many types of beans. Uh, this one's really good. I'm really, really enjoying it. And this is in Cannon Beach? Yes. Um, it is. Uh, it shares the same building as the restaurant, The Irish Table, which is my favorite restaurant in Cannon Beach, which is how I learned about Sleepy Monk. Irish Table is a small, tiny little Irish restaurant in the Sleepy Monk building that's only open from like 5 until 10 p.m. And you can't make reservations. You have to show up and be first there. And then they fill the restaurant and then you have to wait outside. So you kind of go at like 3.30 and there's like this little unofficial, like everyone counts who was first. And then when they open up the restaurant, you just all go in and, and get a seat. And they've got, they make their, their own soda bread, which is really good. Uh, I've had... Uh, their shepherd's pie. I've had their cheese board. I've had a couple of, I've had their, um, their lamb, I think once or twice, a couple other things, really good Irish food. So delightful. And uh, couple, and yes, that place rocks, which is yes, absolutely. Partner. I know you're listening to this right now. I hope you were taking notes, which is why I asked. We uh, were gifted from her parents, a, a night stay out at Cannon beach so, and she's, she's a big coffee drinker and I'm a big food guy. So everything you just said, I was like, yep, I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. It's right next to the Pelican. Um, so okay, cool. I, I, that's out of town. It's, uh, I mean, can't really miss it. It, it, it. I'm assuming you're staying at one of the two resorts right there, Surf Sand or uh, the Hallmark or whatever it's called. No idea, dude. I just work here. If you're gifted a night, I'm imagining you're staying at one of those places and those are both across the street from it. So you'll, you'll Cool. I think Pelican's the last place we were on location, correct? I think it was. I think it was. We've been uh, we've been being good and not going out and yeah. uh, trying to stay locked in and doing the episodes. But uh, so our 2021 goal of going out more is now into 2022 and still not happening. No. Um, <laughs> thanks, COVID. Appreciate it. Thanks, COVID. No, legit. Thanks. I'm home and alone, and this is like been the highlight of my last six days is doing this you were so excited yesterday when you were texting me about it i was like dude he needs something he is so stir crazy you I were know, like I... with covid too you should absolutely do this with me live at 7 <laughs> i know i think i texted you at like 11 11 15 it was like yo here's what we're doing yeah it was it was i was laying in bed i was getting ready to go to sleep and you were just lighting me up i was like well yeah let's sure why not i'm not gonna be doing anything um for those uh, of you who Beginning of this, uh, Patrick does have COVID. I am waiting for the test result to come back, but uh, my entire Oregon family has it, as well as uh, a couple of the people I was in close contact with. So even though I don't have any symptoms right now, I feel like I probably have it. Uh, if I don't, I'm Superman, I guess. I don't know. But uh, and uh, hopefully I'll find out tomorrow because they said two to three days. So um, Yeah, and, I, and I've been feeling symptoms. I, I started catching it. Uh, on Wednesday, I think is when I noticed it last Wednesday. Um, and then I ended up getting tested on Friday uh, and tested positive. And then I test myself this morning and tested positive as well. Um, I think the biggest thing to realize is what threw me off, which I really hope I didn't, you know, infect other people or spread it more because that's, you know, against what I'm, what I'm for uh, is it felt like a head cold is that I just felt congested, had a little bit of a runny nose. And, you know, we got three kids at home. So I just figured, picked up some flu bug from them, some head cold from them. 
and I was fine. Like I worked a couple days and I was out and about doing stuff and felt totally fine. And then I woke up or it was Thursday night. I got home and I was like, you know, I just don't feel great. And I took an at-home test, tested positive, wasn't sure. The next morning did a, a rapid PCR uh, an hour, two hours later, I found out I was positive. And here we are six days later. So the moral of the story is it's not like always a chest thing. Um, I'm tired. I'm congested. And it's just, it's like a feeling. You just kind of know. Like, yeah. Mike, you, if you're symptomatic, you will know. Yeah. If you're asymptomatic, you'll probably walk through life like everything's fine. Um, so far, yeah, Sprague just said this perfectly. It feels like it's right between your eyes. Yeah, it, it all lives right here. Yeah, well, I don't have that, at least. So, um, yeah, I, I was with uh, my girlfriend and her kids on the 30th and 31st. And the, uh, oh, that's right. We didn't even look at your beer yet. Yeah, uh, we'll get there. And uh, we were doing New Year's together. And the second day I was there, her son had a scratchy voice. And he's 12, turning 13 in a couple of weeks. And we were like, maybe you're just going through a little puberty, right? Like maybe your voice is getting deeper. And he didn't have any sort of other symptoms beyond that. Uh, so I was there with him and, and everybody for a couple of days. And then I came back home on Sunday. And the next day, Monday, yesterday, when I was on, or two days ago, what day is it? Wednesday. Two days ago, when I was on primetime, I got the call from my girlfriend. And she said, the kid's dad tested positive. And I was like, uh-oh, because they were with dad before I went over there for New Year's. And she said his symptoms were uh, sore throat and runny nose, which is what her son had. And I was like, it's, it's happening. And then her daughter started feeling sick on Monday, and she started getting a headache on Monday, but she wasn't sure if it was COVID. They all went out and got tested yesterday. They all have COVID. So that's the, uh, that's the update on that. And uh, obviously anxious for them. And I guess we'll see what the results are for me. And uh, hopefully tomorrow. Yeah. And, the, and the, tomorrow or Friday, that means I don't have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing I'll say about it is just, you know, you know, there's a lot of like pundits and it's, you know, everything's politicized and I don't deal with any of that stuff. I just kind of listen to scientists for they know a lot more than me is that, I'm very fortunate and very happy that I took this vaccine and I've been boosted. The important part, the reason why you should take this vaccine and get boosted is because this is why I'm at home and not in a hospital. My symptoms are straight up legit. And if I did not have the vaccine or the booster, I could be on a ventilator right now. And that is not a cool thing, no matter who you are. This is why it's important. That's why I strongly urge you to do that. On a separate note, on a fun note, I saw this the other day as I'm trying to clean out this hell hole that I'm trapped in. If I ever get out of here. Uh, <laughs> and I found this and decided to put it in the fridge because I was like, oh, shit, I ain't got anything else to do. Might as well just get drunk as much <laughs> as I can because sometimes I feel, like, really awful. And sometimes I'm actually, like, really over drinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I pulled out this barrel-aged beer from 2017. Um from our good friends at Berlick Brewing. Um, this might be the first year they did this woodworker series. This is the Dolce de Leche Russian Imperial Stout. Ooh. Aged in bourbon barrels with coffee and vanilla added. 
Ooh, so the two things you said you're worried about in South, so coffee and vanilla, let's see. Yeah, but in 2017, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, and I just met these yahoos at Berelick and was like, sure, I'll support. I went to that woodworking festival. If you guys ever get a chance to go to that woodworking festival, I know COVID's kind of weird. It's really cool. Like I bought, like I bought Christmas gifts for like my mom and my sister and all this kind of stuff. Like it, it, it was a cool little spot, all made by local people. Does uh, uh, that beer when you poured it in? I've had this with some of the woodworkers before. Does it have? I, I don't know what it is in the beer that does it, but it kind of all collects at the top, and it's like a little like slithery looking thing that you can like take out. It's like part of the yeast or something. No, I have okay. no idea what you're talking about. It, it's been in a couple of those when I when I've had them, and you pour them, and there's like this little thing on top that's got some bubbles, and it's not carbonation. I don't know what it is, but I you know it just I pulled it out. <laughs> well, after first taste of this beer, I'll tell you this: um, the vanilla's there, not overpowering. Coffee, adios. Gone completely. Yeah, gone completely. I mean, this beer is four years old, so it doesn't shock me. And a lot of those adjuncts will eventually fall off. I'm getting, I'm getting kind of a, like a hint of cherry and in, in my conversations with uh, blenders and, and barrel age masters, it's that once you start to taste that little bit of cherry, that's a you flavor like, that's derived from oxidation. You call like, it like cherry Coke, right? Yeah. Cherry Coke. Yeah. I've probably sat on this beer too long. Um, but that's the whole point of doing this is, you know, just, you know, not to, not to, you know, spite on my, on my great, great friends over there at, at Verlick, but it's on me. I mean, that's you, know, I, you uh, sit on beers for years. You know? Yeah. Well, that, that's it. And, and it's something I've started to notice, you know, about the barrel age beer community and, and you guys out there listening that, you know, follow the show and, and get down on some of that stuff too, you know, holler at me if, if I'm right or if I'm wrong is that a lot of people these days, it seems like they're making barrel age beers to drink now. You know, I remember I remember talking to Ben Edmonds about this and he was like, yeah, we like to hold on. We we do the aging for you. You know, like we are aging this in barrels. We are blending it. We are finding the best flavor profile for you possible. And then so when we put it into a bottle, we believe now is the time to drink it. And if you want to sit on it, then that lands on you. And you can't, you know, oh, man, this woodworker sucks. No, it is not a it is not a critique of that brewery. It's a critique of me sitting on it too long. I mean, that's great for me to hear because I drink all of my uh, barrel aged stouts now because it's my favorite. Yeah. I love beer. I don't sit on shit. So. I know. I can't imagine. Mike is trapped at home for six to ten days and he's got two cases of barrel aged on. How much? that survives zero. <laughs> oh god maybe like two of them maybe oh dude if oh dude if you're in my house right now the kind of stuff i could in fact i'm just gonna go grab the box okay yeah patrick was on the phone with me earlier and he's like you want some of this i was like you've been working this for years why don't you just give this away to me i don't know i don't want to take that i mean i love the beer style but i don't want to take that for you so there's more in the there's more in the uh in the old uh, in the old closet, but this is a box that I pulled together. I got this like here's Dark Star, yeah. So I've got like four of these, four of these. I've only got four. There's a 2020, an 18, a 17, 
and a 16. Okay. Those are gone in Mike Lynch's house. Absolutely gone. They've been gone for years, yes. <laughs> yes, I've got, oh my goodness. Wow, this is actually kind of a landmine. I've got four years of bourbon barrel-age Aztec from Breakside. Yikes. Whoa. Wowie, wowie, Maui. That's an old one, right? That is an old one. Uh, here is the other 2017. This is the Dolce de Leche from Berlick without coffee and vanilla added. Interesting. Okay. So there's that, too. Uh, and then this should be fun. I have no idea when this was made. I think it says somewhere. Oh, 2018. I have a 2018 Matroshka uh, for I, George. You know what? I, I don't know if uh, if this is completely wrong, but I feel like Russians might last longer in the barrel yeah. thing. Like, I don't know why. I just feel like that would actually be a style that might actually last a little bit longer. On this podcast, bitter drink you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what else do we got here? We got a chocolate milk stout aged in brandy barrels with nutmeg from Breakside. You know how much Breakside beer I'm swimming in over here? I'm swimming in so much. I have cases of sour, like three cases of different sour beers just chilling. I have no idea what to do with them. Are the, Those are going to age a little better though, right? I mean, those they should. Years. Yeah, those should age a lot better. The only thing you got to be careful about is um, the fruit. Anything with fruit is going to fall off sooner than later. Gotcha. All right. Well, my this is eating my battery alive in my phone. So uh, we should call this a wrap for uh, the first episode back after Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. We are going to, whoever first gets to the station, we're going to rip this and post it as a real podcast, if that's possible. Um, I'm going to try to save this. It's my first time ever doing it, so apologies if it gets lost. But uh, we do want to come back on a weekly basis. We have found a couple of windows that we can record in. That, that should be fine. Um, and we'll still be back Thursdays at 4 like we normally are. And, uh, you know, Patrick's already towards the tail end of COVID. Asymptomatic. Hope so. I probably will be in next week. If I'm negative, I'll definitely be in next week. So um, we'll uh, hopefully be back next week with another episode. We want to do our year in review because we always do that at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. We in December this year. So we want to do our year in review, do the awards that we do every year, you know, uh, biggest surprise brewery, favorite brewery, favorite ambiance or whatever. And um, that's, uh, that's what we're going to do. So we're going to get back to doing that on a weekly basis beginning hopefully next week when we're both healthy. Yeah. Stay safe out there, everybody. Keep drinking and keep supporting your local spots and all that stuff. And the support and the questions in the last month of you guys asking us where we are uh, is <clears throat> is a very nice feeling. It means you guys still like us and you're still out there. We'll still be here every single week. Uh, who knew that we needed just a little mini break and then I had to catch COVID and here we are. So stick with us. We, we've got a lot of cool stuff planned for you in 2022 and I can't wait for it. And before we get out of here, Mike, I forgot to show you this. Uh, this is one of my most prized beer possessions that I own. Okay. I bought it when I was at the brewery, and I just used it to uh, open this woodworker. Oh, the knife? Oh, that's awesome. And it's a magnet, so it sticks on my fridge, and that's I can't sick. lose it. That's sick. Yeah, the one I have is from... This is the most woe <laughs> thing I own. That's awesome. Just, 3D pirate. That's pretty cool. Hey, I like, I like. All right, guys. Hopefully, we'll see you next week. If not, we should certainly be back in a couple weeks. And uh, stay safe with COVID. They're saying that the, the this area is going to get hit really hard starting well now, and apparently it is. So uh, be careful, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. 
And uh, yeah. I'm holding up five fingers. Yes, you are. That means keep sense. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.